Are you a man looking for an intensive program to help you overcome sexually addictive behaviors? Gateway to Freedom is your answer. Gateway to Freedom is a three-day workshop for men seeking to overcome any destructive sexual habits. Whether married, single, or divorced, Gateway to Freedom will help men regain hope for a new life of purity and real contentment. The workshop is conducted by experts in the field of sexual addiction recovery with decades of combined experience. Read testimony of workshop alumni at gatewaymen.com. Get all the info and register online at gatewaymen.com or call 1-800-49-PURITY. Hi, my name is Jonathan, and I'm the founder of the Gateway to Freedom Workshop. I want to personally invite you to register for our next workshop coming up June 23rd through the 25th in Texas in the lovely Hill Country. So call us today at 1-800-49-PURITY. That's one 800 497 8748 or visit gatewaymen.com. You're listening to Pure Sex Radio, training men, educating women. Brought to you by Be Broken Ministries. Visit us on the web at puresexradio.com. Good day, radio listeners. Welcome to this week's edition of the Pure Sex Radio broadcast. We're glad to have you here with us. My name is Jonathan, and we have back with us again this week on the podcast, Tony Ingracia from the Power of Purity Ministry. And so, Tony, thanks for joining us again. Thank you, Jonathan. Before we dive in, because we want to hear a little bit more of just uh, how Tony got involved in recovery and really started um, even getting into ministry to help others who are dealing with sexual brokenness. Um, I want to share with you about our Gateway to Freedom workshop. This is our three-day intensive for men that we do uh, multiple times throughout the year in various locations around the country. And this is a great catalyst for men who are feeling stuck. And that, that means maybe you're on day one. Maybe this is your first day to really reveal uh, the brokenness and the secrets that you've been carrying, or maybe you've been in this process for a while of seeking to pursue greater integrity and purity, but you've you've gotten stuck and you feel just um, just kind of like you've plateaued. This is a great catalyst. This weekend really helps you dive into the deep areas that God wants to continue to heal and uh, break you free from strongholds. So to learn more about the Gateway to Freedom Workshop, simply go to Gateway Men. Dot com And you can learn all about it there. Well, Tony, when we finished our time last time, you were sharing about how you had gotten into recovery. God started to do some incredible restoration and really peel back so many layers of hurt, not only in your life, but also in your wife's life and just begin to restore your marriage. What I'd love for you to be able to share with our listeners this time is a lot of the the insights you gained along the way that you think would be helpful for our listeners as it pertains to just the 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 recovery that you were personally experiencing we we understand obviously that had a um a relational impact in terms of your marriage but you know we've got a large mix of listeners out there some are married some are not uh, but for the men out there i'd love for you to be able to just share a lot of the key insights that you realize hey these were these were significant milestones in the journey that I was on in uh, pursuing purity and understanding what it even means to live a life of integrity. And then I'd love for us later on to be able to get a little bit more into 
your ministry power of purity and and some of the things that you also share there okay jonathan well thank you it's uh an honor to be back and i appreciate the opportunity one of the uh the key things that I feel like I should share is just a very important story uh, from my healing journey. As I mentioned last time, uh, my wife and I were in this marriage that was a total disaster. At the epicenter of the disaster was the issue of sex. My wife was a very deeply broken woman around her sexuality. I was a very deeply broken man uh, with a sexual addiction we didn't understand these things. And, uh, you know, Jesus said in John 10, 10, the thief comes to steal, kill and destroy. And without a doubt, the primary way that evil, evil was just trying to close the deal on our lives and literally bring us to a place of total, utter destruction, destroy our marriage, our family, our home, and really my very life. Because in the darkest of days, I began to despair of life itself and I wasn't sure that I even wanted to live anymore. So uh, I think the spiritual battle is is real. And I shared last time that I came to this place of kind of utter desperation before God through the ministry of God's heavy hand. And I just knew I couldn't live like this anymore. I was living in complete contradiction to my own profession of faith and my own conscience. So I went to my wife and I made this confession and that ushered us into this uh, counseling process where we began to go to Christian counseling and we began to unpack our story and we began to understand some things about ourselves that we had never understood before. And in an odd way, in the kingdom of God, I think sometimes the way forward is to go backwards. Mm -hmm. uh, there's these very deeply hurt and wounded and broken and shameful places and stories in our past that we've never dealt with. And God wants to go back there and bring his healing to our most wounded places. He wants to bring his light to the darkest places of our stories. He wants to bring his peace to the tormented places. And so we began this journey, and my wife, for the first time, can you imagine, she was raped when she was 13. She didn't really ever talk about it or look at it or begin dealing with it till she was at least 35. Over 20 years later, she finally went back and began to do business with her and God around her rape and her promiscuity and her abortion. And I went back to face some things that I never understood about myself, my family of origin, my very troubled relationship with my own father, the discovery of my father's pornography, the situations of sexual abuse that had been per perpetrated against me as a young boy. So we began to deal with these things and work through these things. And as we did, God was bringing uh, healing to our hearts and our lives. Mm -hmm. And I like to say that this process um, in the way of God, you might understand what I mean. It was both wonderful and terrible all at the same time mm -hmm. in, in the way of the, the kingdom. You know, sometimes when God is dealing with you, there's some things like weeds growing in your heart and soul that you've never understood. And God wants to get those weeds out and there's this thing about weeds. If you if you pull off the top, but you don't get the root, well, the weed's just going to come back, right? So God, I believe, is after the roots. 
God knows our stories and he knows things that have happened to us and root issues that are embedded so deeply in us. So when God goes to work and he does this surgery and he's digging deep into your soul to pull some stuff that shouldn't be there out by the roots, it's not necessarily an easy process. Jesus said, broad is the way that leads to destruction. Many there be who find it but narrow is the way that leads to life, and few there be who find it. So the, the path of God is not always necessarily the easy path because it requires something of you, and it can be profoundly difficult and painful to look at your own past and these deepest hurts and pains and shames of your life. So it's not necessarily easy, but it is redemptive, and God is faithful. Well, as I was in this therapeutic process, I'm meeting with uh, my counselor, and we got around to talking about the word repentance, the concept of repentance, because I was coming to understand that what I really needed to experience to change my life was I needed my heart to change. I needed something on the inside of me to change. It's not just a matter of trying to change your behavior on the outside or control who you are on the outside because, you know, it's, it's like the old metaphor of the pig. The farmer noticed uh, that his pig was always dirty in the barnyard, rolling around in the slop and the mud and, and the pig stunk. So the farmer thought, I'm going to clean this pig up. So he brought him in the farmhouse and he gave him a bath, gave him a shower, got all the mud cleaned off. He even put some perfume on the pig and put a yellow ribbon around the pig's neck. And he, the farmer thought, man, look at what I've, he was proud of himself. I've cleaned up this pig and he let the pig back out in the barnyard. And of course, you know what the pig did. He ran and jumped right back in the mud because he cleaned up the pig on the outside, but he didn't change the heart of the pig on the inside. So I knew that I needed heart surgery. I need my heart to change. And through a series of events, I was coming to understand that I needed God to change my heart and that the way this would happen, if I had to pick one word, the key word would be the word repentance. I needed to experience true, genuine repentance because repentance is the spiritual energy or the spiritual dynamic that empowers God to change the human heart on the inside. And if you can change your heart on the inside, then you automatically will change who you are on the outside, the, the decisions you make, the choices you make, the things you decide to do. So I was seeking uh, repentance. I began to seek this gift of repentance. So I was talking about this with my counselor, and he suggested to me that I do something. He said, why don't you talk to some Christian friends or people that you know and trust about repentance and just get their viewpoint and understanding so I put together this little, uh, what I called a repentance survey. I had five questions on it. And over the next five or six weeks, I ended up, I interviewed nine different people, Christian friends, mm -hmm. uh, to find out what, what do you think of repentance? What is repentance? How does a Christian experience repentance? How do I get my, my heart to change on the inside? How do I find this gift of repentance? Well, one of these, uh, five of those uh, nine people were pastors, by the way, 
And I called this one pastor that I was acquainted with. I, I didn't really know him real well, but I had just met him a time or two. So I called him and I asked him if I could talk to him about this, if I could take him to lunch. So he agreed and we went to lunch one day and we sat down and I said, Pastor, I have this uh, repentance survey. I'm going to ask you some questions about repentance. And he said, Tony, close your book. He said, I'm, an- I'm happy to answer your questions, but before I do that, just tell me what's going on. Why are you doing this? I said, Pastor, do you really want to know? And so I began to tell him my story, and I, I told him the story, much of what I shared with, with you last episode, just of my own sexual journey, my relationship with my dad, the discovery of his pornography, my sexual abuse, and my struggle with sex and sex controlling me and my sexual addiction and how it followed me into my marriage and the disaster of my marriage and my wife never have sex with me. So I started acting out and I would go to strip clubs and compulsive masturbation and I became involved in several adulterous affairs culminating in this five-year affair with my wife's best friend. So I'm kind of vomiting my story out uh, on this pastor And in the midst of this uh, discussion, he interrupted me and he asked me a question. He said, Tony, what about the issue of masturbation? And I said, what about it? Uh, I said, yes, I I masturbate. I've masturbated my whole life since I basically found my dad's porn when I was 10 years old. I think I discovered masturbation about that time and it's just been part of my life and it's followed me and I got into this marriage with a woman who who almost never wants sex, and I figure it's better to masturbate than to commit adultery. So, yes, I've struggled with masturbation my whole life. And he said, well, Tony, I want to share some things with you, and uh, just if, if you're willing to listen. And so he began to share with me, and he didn't say it exactly like this, Jonathan, but I'm kind of giving a synopsis because what was supposed to be a one-hour lunch that day literally became a four-hour lunch. And uh, he began to share with me some basic principles of what he believed, and I don't know what it was. It's as if I knew this stuff in my head already, but somehow God opened my heart to it that day. And I had like this, this rhema, this illumination, like the Holy Spirit shot an arrow from his divine bow and it stuck right in my heart. And this pastor was saying to me, Tony, God's design for sex has something to do with this. He intends for sex to be expressed in the context of your marriage relationship with your wife only. You should never, ever express your sexual gift apart from your wife. This means that your sexual gift belongs to your wife, your penis belongs to your wife, your orgasm belongs to your wife. You should never express it apart from your wife. And if you're going to do sex God's way, then you're going to have to bring your sexual gift into the context of your marriage. Mm -hmm. Because I had been expressing my sexual gift apart from my wife, outside the context of my marriage. And I said to this pastor, pastor, but you don't understand. I can't do this because of the situation of my marriage. I'm married to a woman who has all these issues around sex. She's very broken. She almost never, ever wants to have sex. 
So if I can only have sex with my wife, but my wife never wants to have sex, that means I can never have sex. And I know myself, I can't do that. And so I I was literally crying. And this pastor looked at me, and I am so thankful, Jonathan, for the strength that that he had in God at this moment. Because he looked at me and he said, Tony, I agree with you. I don't disagree. Not only can you not do this, you're saying you can't do this. I'm not even saying that this is going to be easy. I'm not even saying it's going to be hard. He said, you're right, Tony. It's going to be impossible. You cannot do what we're talking about. And what that means is that you're going to need God's grace and mercy upon your life now in a deeper, more desperate way than you've ever needed it before. And what that means is that you're going to live in utter dependence upon God, not month by month, not week by week or day by day, not even an hour at a time, but he said one minute at a time. You are going to live in humble, broken dependence upon God, crying out to God, saying, oh, God, help me. Lord, help me be a man of purity. Help me to not act out sexually. Lord, help me to control myself for the next minute, one minute. And if you make it that minute, then start over and cry out to God for his grace and his mercy and see if you can make it the next minute, then the next minute, then the next minute. And that's how you're going to live your life from now on. And that pastor invited me to what what I've come to call my holy altar, Jonathan. Mm-hmm. And it's hard for me to put words to this. I, I think of Moses at the, at the burning bush. All I can tell you is that this this day, this lunch, this moment becomes one of the most sacred moments of my life. It's as if the presence of God was there so powerfully, you could feel it, you could taste it. It's as if God was saying, Tony, take off your shoes. This is holy ground. And you know what an altar is, Jonathan? It's a place of sacrifice. It's a place where you give God a gift. You you offer something to God. And so this pastor said to me, Tony, I will witness this altar this holy altar. And if you're ready, you're going to make this commitment to God. So I prayed and he prayed over me. And that day, Jonathan, I put my penis on this holy altar to God. I put my orgasm, I put my sexual self, I put my sexual gift. And I said, God, I've done sex my way long enough, Tony's way. And it's gotten me in a mess. It's gotten me addiction and hurt and brokenness and pain and shame and trauma and disorientation. Sex, Tony's way does not work. So I'm going to try to do sex your way, God. And if this is what you say, that I can only have sex with my wife, then I commit myself to you. I'm going to try to honor you, God, from this day forward. And so I brought my sexual gift, my, my sexual gift to the feet of Jesus, and I laid it down. And what happened, Jonathan, is nothing changed immediately because my wife and I were still a mess. We were in this therapeutic process that was continuing to unfold, and we were in a place where we almost never, ever had sexual intimacy. Well, my wife and I lived without sex for a long time, but in the past, but 
I took care of it myself, then I would just go get my own orgasms apart from my wife. Well, the difference this time was my wife and I weren't having sex, but I could no longer go get my own orgasms because of my holy vow. So for the first time in my life, I entered into this period of celibacy. And I lived this way for about two years in the context of my marriage. In in the context of my marriage, I lived for two years basically without sex. It happened a couple times during those two years, but very infrequently. And I was basically uh, living in sexual sobriety. And I believe, Jonathan, that those two years became very, very strategic in my healing journey because it's during those two years that I believe my sexual addiction was literally broken from my life. I believe if you could have seen inside of my body, inside my soul, there were chains of sexual addiction that that were in, in surrounding me and encumbering me and embracing me. And God began to break those chains through this two-year period of sexual sobriety. And the Lord was healing my life. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things that I often tell guys is that, you know, um, con- confession alone does not change your life um, in the sense that confession has the power to transform your life. I-, I don't mean that confession is unimportant. Obviously, we have to bring into the light what's been in the dark. But often what I will tell guys is that the real power for the transformation comes through brokenness and repentance. And a lot of times yes. the the verse that comes to my mind is, is when David is giving his great confession in Psalm 51, and it talks about how the Lord says, a broken and contrite heart he cannot refuse. There's yes. this... And so what I'm hearing from you is as you as you essentially laid yourself on this altar and essentially said listen I've been I've been controlling I've been the one that's been saying I'm the I'm the controller and the manager of my you know sexuality it's all under my control and when you release that there's a sense of brokenness there's a sense of contrition that occurs there's a sense of recognition of your own failure to yes. do things in the way that God has made us to do them. And and I think there's something that is profoundly um, transformative that occurs in the spiritual realm that you're right, we can't see the immediate results of in our circumstance, but there's something that does happen in terms of a transition and a transfer that takes place when we come to that place of brokenness and say, I'm no longer going to assume control over this. And I do, I, I do want our listeners to hear from you how ministry began, because we've only got about six minutes left, and I want to hear how um, your your ministry can help folks and, and what you can share about your ministry with our listeners. Okay, well, I do appreciate that. And by the way, I'll just mention that if anybody is interested to hear more kind of, of this uh, story that I was telling about uh, this discovery of repentance and this two-year period of sobriety and kind of how that played out in my life. I do have a podcast, the Power of Purity podcast, and there's a series of episodes that I think were entitled Change My Heart, O God, and it's uh, five or six uh, podcast episodes where I talk about how it's possible to uh, 
through through the the gift of repentance that God changes our heart on the inside and that's what truly empowers us to be set free from uh, sexual addiction and become the men of sexual purity that God's calling us to be. So, you know, you can check that out if you're interested, I don't presume. But as my wife and I were coming through this this kind of long journey of of healing and experiencing God's uh, salvation and redemption and restoration, God was healing the brokenness of our lives and our hearts and our stories and of our sexual selves, and he was healing our marriage, and we were becoming healthier than we had ever been before. Praise be to God. In a short matter of time, we just began to, to discern that, that God wanted us to share our story with others. And really, it, it kind of happened on accident. I, I was in relationship with a lot of guys at church, and I, would, I was sharing with them my, my story and my journey. And I found that when I would talk to men, they were hungry for my story. Like, tell me more. I, like, men were struggling with their own issues, and, and they seemed intrigued with what God was doing in my heart and life. And that led to some opportunities for me to speak at some men's groups and prayer breakfasts. So I began to just kind of share the story of my life, the good, the bad, the ugly, and kind of the sexual redemption of my life and what this journey looked like for me as I moved from sexual bondage and captivity to sexual freedom and healing. So I began to share my story, and then I wrote my first book, which is called Stories, The Redemption of One Man's Wounded Sexuality. And I began to develop a conference that's called the Power of Purity Conference. And in short, Jonathan, one of the things that I love about God is that he doesn't want to waste our pain. Mm -hmm. You know, in the kingdom, our story is so powerful. And if we're willing to share our story and our journey with others, then all the stupid stuff I did, all my sin, all my mistakes, all my brokenness, all the the uh, the heinous things, the embarrassing, shameful things of my life, you know, I can share that with others and I become a living testimony. Look at what a mess I was. Look how broken my life was. And if God could do something to help me as messed up as I was and as messed up as my marriage was, then maybe God can do something for you. So we just believe that God wanted us to share our story with the world. So we just made a deal with God. Wherever you open the doors, Lord, that's where we're going to go. And we just began to share our story. And we found out that our your story is so powerful. Um, when we would share our story, it, it attracted people to us because I think people struggle with their own issues and their own shame and brokenness right. and their own bondages, and they don't know what to do. They don't know who to talk about. And would, when people would hear us tell our story, it's like, holy cow, these people get it. Maybe I can talk to them. And so people began to seek us out. They wanted to tell us their story because we went first and we told them our story. So this ministry just was born, and we began to share more and more and minister to people. It took me about two minutes to figure out I was in way over my head. Mm. I wanted to be more uh, equipped to counsel people, so I, I actually went to Covenant Seminary here in St. Louis and got my master's degree in counseling. So I'm a licensed professional counselor now. 
so that I would be better equipped to help people on their healing journey. And uh, so the the ministry just unfolded. I've written three books now on the topic of sexual purity. I do this Power of Purity conference, which I can do live for groups of men, but it's actually online at our website. It's 30 video sessions, so a man can access this conference and watch it online in complete privacy and anonymity. It's 30 sessions. If you watch all 30 sessions, it's about 24 hours long, the entire conference. And I also do the Power of Purity podcast, which you can find at our website or any podcast outlet, iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean. Just Google Power of Purity uh, Power of Purity podcast. And uh, of course, it's free and you can listen to the podcast episodes. And it's just our heart and our hope that we can share our story, our journey, everything that we've been through, everything that we've learned the hard way and hope that it can encourage and inspire hope in somebody else that God is awesome and God is there and God is powerful and God can do for us what we cannot do for ourselves and he can rescue us and he can redeem us and he can help us become uh, the sexually healthy people that he always intended us to be. Mm-hmm. Well, Tony, thank you so much for your story and thank you for answering God's call in ministry and ministry. And thanks for sharing your time with us today on the podcast here. Thank you, Jonathan. God bless you. And listeners, uh, again, that website for Tony's ministry is powerofpurity.org, and you can get lots of great information there, including their podcast as well as uh, the Power of Purity Conference video. So please check that out. And we look forward to having you back here again next week on the Pure Sex Radio broadcast. Pure Sex Radio is paid for by Be Broken Ministries. Visit us online at puresexradio.com.